Welcome to the New Point Community Church Podcast. This message is part of our series, Life is Complicated, We Can Help. We want to thank you for joining us, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ. When I was younger, I used to go to garage sales, and I would look for things that I could purchase and refurbish. And one time I I went to this garage sale and they had a Dutch hutch there. Uh, They were selling it for $75. And so I bought it and I brought it home and it really didn't look good at all. It was baby blue kind of greenish paint that had faded and it looked very run down. And I remember putting it in the garage and my mom walked through the garage one day and she looked at that and she just made the comment, what on earth is this? And I began to explain to her what I did. And she said, really, Dwight, I think that you need to set it out at the road and let the trash men come by and pick it up. But you see, she couldn't see in it what I saw in it. You see, I I bought it to have it refurbished, redone, to be able to have it stripped and restored to its original state. And by the time that they were done with it, it would look completely different. It would be a completely different piece of furniture. And that's exactly what happened. I remember setting it in our our dining room and my mom coming by and she could not believe that it was the same piece of furniture. And she could not believe the value of it now. You see, remodels never look good before or during the demolition. But that doesn't mean that they don't hold enormous value. You see, true worth, true worth can only be determined by the artist themselves. And when my mom first saw that Dutch hutch, she saw nothing but trash. When I saw it, I had a completely different picture. I saw an incredible, valuable piece of furniture. And so what you have there is one item, two different opinions. Got a question for you today. Do you know your worth? Do you know that there's two different opinions about you as well? One is the way in which God sees you. The other way is your enemy, the devil, how he sees you. My question for you today is, so whose opinion will you believe? Which opinion will you decide to believe? The way in which you see yourself. You see, it'll determine the way in which you see your true worth. You see, one way is trying to achieve your worth The other way, you position yourself to receive your worth. You see, it's great when people cheer us on. They make you and I feel valuable. We love it, don't we? When our spouse maybe compliments us or our kids compliment us or maybe our friends encourage us. God uses people to move us towards our destiny. But here's what I want you to understand today. We can't become so dependent upon people that we're getting our worth and value out of how they treat us and how they respond to us. You see, it's very easy for you and I to become addicted to compliments, to be addicted to encouragement and approval and acceptance. And we end up relying on them to to keep us feeling good about ourselves. We always look for them to validate us and to make us feel approved. What happens is it becomes like a drug. 
If they don't keep you fixed, if they don't keep me fixed, if they don't meet all of our expectations, we find ourselves in a downward spiral. We become discouraged. We feel inferior. And we begin to, to work overtime and even become exhausted trying to get their approval and their acceptance. And what I would say to us today is that you're trying to get from people only what God can give you. You see, your worth, my worth, your value, my value doesn't come from another person. It comes from our creator. And what I have learned, and I want you to know, if you rely on people, you will be disappointed. People will let you down. You see, they'll get busy with their lives and they won't be there when you need them to be. Some people will even turn on you. And so I wanna encourage you to quit relying on people. What they do or what they don't do will not and does not determine your worth. What they give you and what they don't give you cannot stop what God has for you. And so I wanna encourage you today, quit waiting for people to affirm your worth. Realize and affirm your worth in Jesus Christ. And when you do that, you'll have a better, healthier, and stronger relationships with your spouse, with your kids, with your mom and dad, with your friends. You see, if you're always depending on someone else's approval and affirmation, you'll become needy. You'll become a burden. And someone will have to constantly fix you. And I just wanna let you know this might be hard to hear and receive, but your spouse, your family members, your friends, your coworkers, they have enough problems on their own. They have enough issues on their own to take on the responsibility of always keeping you in the right frame of mind. And it's not only hurting you, it's unfair to the people that God has put in your life. You see, listen, no one is responsible for keeping you happy. Don't put that responsibility or extra pressure on someone else. What I want to encourage you to do today is learn to receive your value and your self-worth from your heavenly father because when you go to God for it, it's not dependent upon someone else. It's not dependent upon how someone treats you or responds to you or how they make you feel or how many likes you get or how many compliments you get. It is dependent upon this one fact that you are God's child, you're his son, his daughter, and that he has already declared that over you and I through the person of Jesus Christ. And so today, I, I wanna talk to you about God's true view of you in Christ. And I, I'm telling you, this is one of the most important truths you will ever, ever be able to hear and receive. You see, God said this a little over 2,000 years ago about Jesus himself. Here's what he said. This is my son, and we've looked at this before. This is my son whom I love and I am well pleased with. You see, God the Father gave his approval to Jesus Christ. He says, this is my son whom I love and I'm well pleased with. And when you and I accept Jesus Christ, and I'm gonna give you an opportunity to do that if you've never done it, then what happens is we take on that and God the Father looks at you and me, and he says, this is my child whom I love and I am well pleased with, and we get our worth from him that no one else can take away or diminish. You see, Paul writes to the church in Colossae, and here's what he says, and this is what I wanna say to you today. 
when you accept Jesus Christ as the forgiver of your sins and the leader of your life, you are complete in him. You're enough. You're enough. Yes, it's great to get the compliments and encouragement from the people in our life, but I don't need that because I'm complete in him. And so what I wanna do is I just wanna walk us through some truths that, that determine your worth and my worth. Here's the first one, and it's this. In Christ, you are fully accepted. This is so huge because our deepest wounds in life often come through rejection. That's why we try so much of the time to try to earn other people's acceptance. We try to earn it from our parents. We try to earn it from our, our partners, our peers. And we will almost do anything to get acceptance. By the way, it's where I've made my worst choices and decisions in life by trying to earn somebody's acceptance and them manipulating me and controlling me. You see, it, it can be so easy for us to feel like we need to do just a little bit more in order to feel worthy. And what I want you to understand today, my friend, is you can't fully live the life God intended for you if you're living for his approval. You see, God gives us incredible clarity and purpose when we live from his approval. And so stop trying to prove your worth to others or even to God. You're his child. Look at what Paul writes to Titus. This is so powerful. Get this. Jesus treated us, that's you and me, better than we deserve. He made us, say it with me, acceptable to God and gave us the hope of eternal life. He accepts you. He accepts me. Live from that. Spend time with Jesus. You see, this is not natural for you and me. And it's in him that you'll know that you're enough. You don't need someone else or something else to tell you that. There is nothing more that is needed. And I go back to this. Colossians tells us you are complete in him. And so you are fully accepted and you are extremely valuable in Christ. In Christ, you're fully accepted and extremely valuable. Isaiah tells us this. God says to you and me, you are precious to me. Do you know that? That you're precious to God? You're valuable to him? You see, you determine the value of something in two ways. Who owns it and how much did they pay for it? And so look at what Paul writes to the church in Corinth because they were struggling with this. All of humanity struggles with this. Here's what he says. You were bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. Wow. He says, you have been bought and paid for by Christ, so you belong to him. And, and so he purchased you and me with his blood. That's how valuable you and I are. And so your worth is determined by the price that God has paid for you. And so you're extremely valuable. He gave his one and only son for you and me. Now we're his son and daughter. Look at what Jesus says here in Luke. Luke records. He says, look at the birds. Your heavenly father feeds them. Aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? He's saying if he takes care of them, he's gonna take care of you. And so you're extremely valuable and you are loved unconditionally. Think about that. In Christ, you are fully accepted, extremely valuable and loved unconditionally. I'll tell you what, that's unbelievable. 
That's unbelievable. Paul writes to the church in Rome, and this is repeated over and over again in Paul's writings because this is so critical, crucial for you and me in our relationship with God, in our relationship with other people. Here's what he writes. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While you and I were at our worst, God demonstrated his love. And so it's not a conditional love. It's not I love you if. It's not I love you as long as you don't. You see, when you consider a marriage, most of the time it's bilateral agreement, right? You scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. <laughs> it's a commitment between two individuals based on how they keep their end of the bargain. And the difference with Christ is that he loves you and I unconditionally. And his commitment to us is unilateral. A commitment that he has made to you to love you. A commitment he has made with his own self for you. And so no matter what shortcomings you might have, and we all have them, don't we? Or how many times you fail or fall, God has an unconditional love for you. There's no one who loves you like that, no one. Your mama didn't love you like that. Mine didn't, and mine was a great mom. See, Jeremiah says it like this. He records God's word and says, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love, with an unfailing love. I have drawn you to myself. No one loves you like that. You see, God's love, Jesus' love is unfailing. It's unconditional. Now, now listen to me. It's consistent and constant. See, the reason why all of us deal with insecurity is because we grew up with parents who loved us inconsistently. As good as my parents are, and I love them, I don't know better people than they are, they didn't love me consistent and constantly. Why? Because they're broken people. They're broken people. I wish I loved my kids consistent and constantly. See, the fact of the matter is I have to deal with my own selfishness. And you will never have to ask God if he loves you. You see, we get into trouble when we doubt God's love. That's why the psalmist says this, God's love is eternal and his faithfulness lasts, how long? Forever. See, his love is constant and consistent. There's nobody in your life that loves you that way. There's nobody in my life that loves me that way. I got people who love me and they love me a whole bunch. Not that way. And so we find out in Christ, you are fully accepted, extremely valuable, loved unconditionally. Oh, this, it just gets better and better. You are completely forgiven. Completely forgiven. You know, Isaiah talks about it this way. He says, I am the God who forgives your sins, and I do this because of who I am. Who, who is God? He's love. Who is God? He's holy. He says, I will not hold your sins against you. You see, Christ has not forgiven your sins or forgotten your sins. He has forgiven your sins. And we have a tendency, don't we? I know that I have in the past to approach God's forgiveness as if time heals all things, but that's not necessarily true. You might've heard it said that God throws your sin into the sea of forgetfulness. However, if he forgets your sin, then he could just as easily remember them. And the truth is he has forgiven you of your sins and remembers them not against you, but he remembers them as being paid for. So receive his forgiveness, would you today? You see, you are completely 
and fully forgiven. He removes it as far as the east is from the west. And when something bad happens to us, if we're not careful, if we don't think this way, we'll think that God's trying to get even with us. You ever been there? Something bad has happened and you're thinking, oh, God's punishing me. It's a lie from the enemy. See, Paul goes on to say this. He says, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Oh, my. See, here's what I like to say. God treated Jesus as though he was Dwight, so he could treat Dwight as though he was Jesus. And who is Jesus? He's God's son whom he loves and is well pleased with. You see, God doesn't forgive me because I deserve it or earn it. He forgives me because of who he is. It's in his nature. And so let me wrap it up. In Christ, you are fully accepted, extremely valuable, loved unconditionally, completely forgiven, and fully capable. Listen, you're fully capable. You lack nothing. You are complete in him. And Paul demonstrates this when he writes these powerful words. It's one of my life verses. That's why I like to go back to it so often. I have the strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Wow. I am sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Does that sound like somebody who's struggling with their self-worth? I don't think so, because they know that they are fully capable. You see, when we know that Christ is in us, we can lift up our heads. When we know that we are complete in Jesus Christ, that we don't have to have people's approval. Yeah, sure, it's nice, but we don't have to have it. It is good when you have people in your life who will give you their acceptance and their approval and who will encourage you, but not because you're dependent upon it. You see, if, if someone is not validating you, giving you their approval, maybe it's a mom, maybe it's a dad. Some of us are out there today and we're still waiting for our father to give it to us. You know, you need to remind yourself that you're complete in Christ, that you are enough. Because the reason why many people, even our own families, do not give us the acceptance and the approval that we so desire is that they don't have it. And you can't give something away that you don't have. And if you're trying to get it from them, you're going to be frustrated. You're going to be angry with them. You're going to resent them because you're asking for them to give you something that they themselves don't experience. And so I want to encourage you to give them a pass. I want to encourage you to go to Christ and find in Christ that you are accepted, you're approved, you're complete. And if you'll go to Christ, Jesus, for your worth, you won't live stressed out because someone is not giving you what you expect. You see, God calls you and I a masterpiece. Think of that, a masterpiece. Look at what Paul says here in Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he has planned for us long ago. You're one of a kind. Matter of fact, you're one in a zillion. Think about that. We are God's masterpiece. We're his beautiful work. See, sometimes the reason why we don't get on with life and do what God has for us is because we don't see ourselves as his masterpiece. 
Just take a moment and let that sink in. Have you ever witnessed a sunset over the ocean? Or maybe a breathtaking view of the earth from on top of a mountain peak, maybe the Grand Canyon? Have you ever sat underneath a starry sky? Have you ever taken a look at the whole creation and wonder how incredible and amazing God is? And yet his masterpiece, his unwavering opinion of his greatest work is not those things. It's you. It's me. It's us. And he loves you. And nothing else he has created compares to that. We are God's masterpiece, his great work. And that makes you and I worthy. And so if you ever doubt your worth, then hear me now. It doesn't have anything to do with what you do. It has everything to do with who God declared you to be. So guess what? You get to choose. You get to choose. Whose opinion will you listen to? Will it be God who says you're his masterpiece or will it be your enemy, the devil, who accuses you night and day? I wanna encourage you today to make a decision and choose your creator who wants to be your loving heavenly father. Would you pray with me? Just bow your heads wherever you are. Just, I know God has spoken. You can just pray a simple yet life-transforming prayer because it's a relationship. Maybe today you need to say, God, I've been looking for my self-worth in all the wrong places, in the approval of people, my dad, my mom, my teacher, my coach, my husband, my wife. And really, I'm broken. I'm full of resentment and anger. And I need you to forgive me. And today, I choose to accept your view of me, that I'm fully accepted, I'm extremely valuable, that I'm loved unconditionally, that I'm fully capable, I'm complete, and I'm enough with you. And so come into my life, fill me with your joy, forgive me of my sins, give me your spirit to lead and guide me. And today, I choose to believe what you say about me, Jesus. And it's in your name I pray and give thanks. Amen. If you want to talk to someone about a decision you've made or let us know how God's moving through this series, visit newpoint.org forward slash contact. Be sure to stay connected with us throughout the week on social media, download our app, subscribe to our weekly podcasts through the App Store or Google Play, or catch us on Roku or Apple TV. Thanks for listening to today's message, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ.